Welcome to Walking in Faith with Bishop Daly. I'm Bishop Tom Daly, the seventh bishop of the Diocese of Spokane here in Eastern Washington State. Welcome to our program. Today we have uh, Deacon John Wojcinski, who is the director of our retreat house and also assists at the cathedral, but is primarily responsible for our Immaculate Heart retreat. So welcome, uh, John, and it's great to have you here. Thank you for um, having me, Bishop. Immaculate Heart Retreat Center. Um, historic in the Northwest. Um, tell our listening audience, if you could, just to briefly its history and um, how long you've been the director and how you came into retreat ministry after, of course, a business career. So, John, take it away. Thank you, Bishop. Well, Immaculate Heart Retreat Center started in 1959. Our first director was Father David Rossage, uh, as later became a Monsignor. Mm -hmm. And he was director for 33 years. And Bishop Topol wanted a retreat center within our diocese that would be open to all men and women, not just for clergy and religious. Mm -hmm. And he worked closely at that time with the Jesuits up at Mount St. Michael to make sure that they were comfortable about the diocese bringing in a retreat mm -hmm. center, which they were very open to. Uh, started off with uh, weekend retreats. The first retreats was a, first a women's retreat and then the men's retreat. And then it went to parish retreats and they had the captain's program, um, which was the foundation for the promotion of retreats for each parish. So each parish came on annual retreats. Back in the mid eighties, things started to change and it was more difficult to get the captains to be supportive also um, to have annual parish retreats. So then they went to days of prayer, weekend retreats, um, Ignatian style retreats, eight days, 30 days, especially 30 days for the religious. Mm -hmm. um, today, we still do a lot of those things. Um, I became director uh, back in July of 1998. Mm -hmm. So I've been, I'll be director for 23 years at the mm -hmm. retreat center. It's been such a gift and a reward to minister in this way. I was going through diaconal formation at Bishop White at the time, and I was working for Schwann Sales and Enterprises as a regional manager, and I was traveling every day on a jet, and I'd come home on the weekends, and then once a month weekends for formation. Well, they needed, uh, after my second year, they needed um, uh, a retreat director for the diocese, and Father Root, who was our formation director, asked if I would want to consider that. Mm -hmm. And um, at first I was challenged with that and I said, no, I'm, I have a career and um, I'm being called to diaconate and I have a family and a mortgage. I'm just going to continue on with my career. Well, then there was some of my classmates starting to push me towards mm -hmm. this. And um, so uh, my wife says, well, maybe you should just go for a tour at the retreat center and see what it's all about. I did do that, and all of a sudden, I was going to the search committee, being interviewed, and uh, finally, Bishop Daly asked me to come in and talk to him, and uh, the executive committee did that, and when I went back uh, to my office and uh, was in meetings, I finally got a call from Bishop, Bishop Skillstead. Skillstead. Yeah, in fact, I was just getting on a jet, and uh, so he left me a voicemail, and so then I, when I got up, 10,000 feet, I got on the air phone and I, I called him and Bishop said, well, I want to appoint you to be director of Immaculate Heart Retreat Center. When can you start? And I said, I need to at least give 30 days my position. And um, he said, well, when you get back to town, 
we will talk about the start date, so no problem. And I go, okay. And I hung up the phone and I said, what did I just do? Mm -hmm. My Lord. And um, then when I got to San Francisco from our meetings, um, uh, I had to meet with some uh, of our franchisees. And when I got to the hotel and I called my wife and I said, you need to sit down because I have to make an announcement. Bishop Skillstad uh, just appointed me to be the director of Immaculate Heart Retreat Center and I will start in 30 days. Mm -hmm. And she said, thanks be to God. And I go, changed my whole life. And um, she was probably praying, uh, <laughs> John, was, that she would take that. Yeah. And then Bishop Skillstad said to me when I met with him uh, after that, he said, the Holy Spirit called me to this mm -hmm. position. So and I truly feel that yeah. it's it's been such great work. Now, the retreat, uh, appreciate that, John, have the background for it. Um, you, um, um, as our listening audience may or may not know the with COVID, the retreat center could no longer hold retreats or take retreats. So can you give us a little background about how long that is? And of course, it's going to open up again. And we have a special mass on uh, August 1st, Sunday, which I'll be celebrating uh, at the retreat center, Michael Hart. But tell us about when did things start shutting down at the retreat center and, and then uh, being able to being asked by the, the county or, or uh, to uh, have COVID paid. A little bit of background on that. So when did you shut the retreat center down uh, uh, because of COVID? Well, I just got back from a trip mm -hmm. and Father Connell uh, called me the next morning. I got in like midnight mm -hmm. and he said, you need to come to the bishop's office. We have to talk about what's going on with our parishes and institutions and, and come up with a plan because we might have to start closing things down. Um, and so that was early March. Mm -hmm. And um, basically, after that meeting, we had a long meeting that day in your, in your office, um, you know, not truly knowing what we're going to do. I get back to the office after being gone, and I found out 40 programs already canceled okay. on our calendar. And so that was telling me we're not going to have any programs. And that's exactly what happened as of the first part of March. Mm -hmm. um, so... <laughs> as you know, Bishop, we were looking at opportunities of what are we going to do to keep Immaculate Heart Retreat Center sustainable for the future? And basically, we were in prayer, and I know you were in prayer with mm -hmm. us. We were praying to Mother Mary and St. Joseph daily. We uh, had a shrine actually in our chapel. Staff and myself were praying along with you to give us an answer mm -hmm. to protect our mission and how we can continue to serve through this all. Well, it was like a day after that, I got a phone call from Catholic Charities, Rob McCam, and he said that the regional health department needs a facility uh, for COVID uh, isolation facility in Spokane County. And I thought about re the retreat center right away, and we would be the administration of it because they asked us that there would be uh, a sustainable budget to get us through this. And um, so I called you and basically got your blessing. This is an answer to our prayer to, we're truly being a field hospital mm -hmm. in our own diocese to our, our region. So this started August 1st. Mm -hmm. um, and we've been going now since the end of May. We now are just moving back into the retreat center. And basically we're gonna put new beds, new floors. Um, we're going to um, paint and do other things prior to opening. And uh, we, that's when we're going to officially open in August. 
So again, it was providential. Many retreat centers, I guess, across the country, you would look online and they would say in-person retreats um, suspended. They had Zoom retreats, but the whole uh, blessing of a retreat and, and those, again, of our listening audience, if you haven't been to Immaculate Heart Retreat Center, please visit. It's out on the Moran Prairie. It's a beautiful setting. It's very quiet and it allows for that contemplation. Those words of Jesus come and rest a while. Jesus himself went to deserted places, quiet places to pray. And the whole concept of being able to be on retreat in an urban setting uh, is not accurate. This retreat center provides that quiet. Some retreat centers did not survive the closure and um, have, have permanently closed. But fortunately, as, as Deacon John said, the um, retreat center was getting rental income which allowed the bills to be paid and, and money to be put aside. Uh, so that was certainly a, a blessing for us. Some of the programs, you know, you're going to be opening up. What, what's, what's lining up for, um, as God willing, retreats are coming back? Um, maybe some of these might be attracted to our audience. So give us, give us kind of a roster of the programs. Yes, Bishop. Um, starting in August, after we have our opening Mass, um, we're going to have an eight-day Ignatian retreat on August 8th through the 15th uh, with Father Lumina and also uh, Father Adams, uh, Jesuits within our community. On August 11th, we're offering a day of prayer on the life of St. Philomena, and we're going to focus in on adoration of God, um, honoring the saints, and the veneration of our Blessed Virgin Mary. And um, Sister Mary Eucharisto, who's on our staff, uh, will be uh, the, uh, presenting that mm -hmm. day of prayer. On August uh, 13th through the 15th, we're going to have Sacred Heart, our Sacred Art of Manuscript Illumination Weekend. And this basically, participants will create, a, create uh, miniature paintings of the Assumption of the Virgin Mary in Coronation and um, in, a rela in our relaxing atmosphere. And the person that's going to be doing this is Hannah Carlton. She's an artist, and she is a graduate of Whit Whitworth University, mm -hmm. uh, graduating with a Bachelor of Arts. She studied art, graphic design, and history. Mm -hmm. So that's just the startup of our August. And then we're working, of course, for all our marriage retreats mm -hmm. uh, that will be coming up, um, our youth retreats. Uh, Catholic schools will be coming mm -hmm. back with their students on retreats again. So it's going to take probably about six months to get the calendar really moving. Well, I know that the retreat with Father Tom Lamana and Father J.K. Adams uh, in that Ignatian retreat, very attractive for, um, again, it's, it's a luxury to be able to go on an eight-day Ignatian retreat, but both are experienced in, in formation work. Um, retreat centers, uh, again, are, um, as, as Deacon John said, at, at one time, Every parish uh, made the weekend retreat. That was a very much a part of the spiritual life of the United States. And retreats, a lot of retreat houses were built um, uh, probably in the early part of the, the 1900s, certainly with the growth of, of the church post-war. Men's retreats, women retreats. There were police retreats, uh, lawyers retreats, uh, doctors um, Nowadays, of course, to get people to commit to a weekend is, is a challenge. So those days of recollection, which uh, I really, to our listening audience, uh, to look online for Immaculate Heart Retreat Center and see what, what, what offerings are going to be provided in the fall as we return back to, um, to um, 
uh, a retreat program that meets the spiritual needs of many of the people, not just in Eastern Washington, but Northern Idaho and Western Montana. We're gonna take a break and when we come back again, I'm talking with Deacon John, who is the director of Immaculate Heart Retreat Center and the ministry of caring for the spiritual lives of the faithful here in Eastern Washington. Welcome back. I'm talking to Deacon John Brzezinski from our Immaculate Heart Retreat Center. And he's been talking to us in the first half about um, Immaculate Heart um, during the time of COVID. Uh, it was uh, shut down first for a couple of months and then opened up to um, house uh, COVID patients at the request of the, of the county, which generated income unlike most retreat houses in the United States during the COVID were just completely shut down without any programs coming available and income that would follow. So we're blessed to that. Uh, the COVID patients are, have been healed and, and uh, now are about their lives. And um, the retreat center is undergoing um, a cleaning and painting and as you said, new beds. But um, I know that uh, Deacon John has established a planning committee about some future renovations of the retreat house. Retreat house is a dated building. It's still uh, in many ways in a beautiful setting, but it does need um, more than just a little sprucing up. Tell us about the planning committee and what are your hopes for um, uh, refreshing the, uh, the facility? Well, the planning committee, uh, we actually have five priests from our diocese that's on that committee, which is Father Pat Kirst, Father Kenny St. Hilaire, Father Augusto, Gust, I call him Father Gus. Yeah, Father, uh, Father, Gus. Father David Cruz and Father John Murphy, SJ. And we have members also on this committee, lay members that come, uh, come from both of our boards. And that's the foundation board um, who uh, manages our endowment and then the board of directors of the retreat center. So these are all people that are all in and are creative thinkers. And so we're looking at how we work through post-COVID right now. And we're also taking a look at the next couple of years of what we need to look at, what should retreats look like in the future. And we, you were part of one of those meetings, mm -hmm. Bishop, where we talked about possibly 24-hour retreats versus a full weekend. Mm -hmm. We talked about evening uh, retreats, eves of prayer, um, you know, maybe a, a day of prayer on Saturdays, uh, allowing that time still to get away, but it's not a full weekend. So we're looking at those those opportunities as well. Looking at the overall plan, um, one thing that's always been an issue at the retreat center is our septic field. We are we have an engineer. We're looking at that opportunity of what we can do for a, a future septic field, which will be a drip system. We're also looking at our overall water system. We're running through an old cistern right now that's over 60 years old and the average life is 30 years. So it's really important now that we look at how we pump water up from the main road up into the retreat center property into the main house directly. Mm -hmm. And we have an engineer working on that as well. Another thing is uh, conference area has always been an issue at the retreat center. We do need a, a conference area so we can do conferences um, get the diocese to come, come together for mm -hmm. meetings um, and, and be open to the general public for those things. And so we definitely have to look at that in the future. And so we're talking about that. We're also uh, looking at possibly, you know, 20, 25 room addition 
uh, so we have some new rooms as well. Um, and, and it would also help us to bring more people into the house. Mm -hmm. So that's what our, our immediate planning is at this time. What are some of the, um, your 23 years as, as director of Immaculate Heart Retreat, um, a surprise entrance into this ministry, as you mentioned. Um, what are some of the um, uh, many blessings you've experienced? And we, we know the challenges, facilities, um, people's lives seem in uh, one sense to be busier now, but it's a matter of priorities. But just some of the blessings you've uh, experienced in these years um, in retreat ministry serving uh, Eastern Washington. Well, first and foremost, I just need to say it's the people that have come through all walks of life. Mm -hmm. It's a beautiful thing to see when people are hungry for God and they want to work on their spiritual life in a safe environment, a peaceful environment, and a prayerful place. So that's been a, such a beautiful thing to see. Um, and our staff feels that way as well. But there is a short little story that I'd like to share. Mm -hmm. This happened my first 30 days at the retreat center. Monsignor David Rossage was still alive. And he spent his first 30 days with me down at, we have a, a, a four bedroom townhouse down on the property and we call it the White House. And I was in John's room and Monsignor Rossage came every day and spent an hour with me in that room to help prepare me to be the director of the retreat center. And he used his book, 30 Days with Jesus, mm -hmm. said, there's no way you're gonna be able to take a full 30 day retreat but we're going to do this, and this will help prepare you to be the director. And I thought about that this morning, actually, how peaceful that was and how it allowed me to get more intimate with Christ than I ever have before to that experience. And it really helped me to have some vision for the future. And I, I'll never forget that for the rest of my life. In fact, I even felt, because I was always on the go with corporate America, I felt my body actually going through some healing mm -hmm. of pains I was having that I didn't even realize that uh, made me feel so much better. So I said, this was a great experience and I, I would never forget that. And it brought me great joy. So that tells me, you know, that we all need to take this time. It's very important. We, we go, 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 even in COVID, even being at home, but we still have our minds going, we still got families to deal with. Um, do we take the proper time for prayer, reflection on scripture? Do we really look within our inner self and our relationship with Christ? Retreat experience does that and always will do that. And it's just as important today, maybe even more than it was in the earlier days of retreat ministry. The church called this forward for a reason knowing that we needed to work on our own spiritual life, our own journey daily with God. We are sojourners. And that's the experience a retreat ministry gives. And that's why I'm very appreciative, Bishop, how you support retreat ministry within our diocese. Yeah, we're fortunate that um, people know the need of a vacation. And as now with COVID uh, with vaccinations and restrictions being lifted, people are really traveling uh, much more than before. Clearly, there was a pent-up uh, need for people to leave their houses and, and go someplace, uh, you know, distance is very helpful in creating an environment that allows an individual to feel at rest. Of course, there's always the difference between what's a vacation and a trip. A vacation is a place that you go to away, um, you're rested, you come back, and you really kind of, maybe you 
don't look forward to going back because you've had such a good time, but you know you have to go back. A trip can be a business trip. A trip could be what was intended to be a vacation, but ended up being a trip because of fighting of the kids or finding a place online that wasn't what it presented itself to be or a series of setbacks. So there is clearly a need people have to leave the day-to-day experience and go place something different. And that's why a, a retreat is so important for our people. If we do that for our physical health and families wanting to be closer together, um, how much more so do we need essentially a vacation with God, which is what a retreat is? Maybe not a week away, uh, we're not flying anywhere, but um, just do that. So I'm hoping that uh, with the efforts to um, God willing, raise the funds to remodel the retreat house. And certainly uh, it comes in the people's minds. That is a great place. Retreat house, as Father, as Deacon John has said, has um, been available for um, high school retreats, the uh, search retreats, the um, Kairos. It's been um, opportunities for um, religious during the summer uh, to, to go away. There's Project Rachel, which is part of the healing um, post-abortion. We have engaged encounters, marriage encounters. So there's a lot of um, topics that are covered in the retreat house, but the main thing is to to leave one's home and go someplace. And that's why a a retreat house is so vital to the the diocese. What are some of the challenges? Of course, we talked about people's commitment and time, but what are are some of the challenges you've seen that uh, make retreat uh, ministry um, something you have to really depend upon God and and, and work hard at? I tell my staff that every person that walks through that door, that, that soul is so important for us um, to know that we give holy hospitality, mm-hmm. that we allow an atmosphere to take place, not to get in the way of, of that retreating, but to be there when they need us. And so we take care of their bodily needs with their meals, as well as help with the spiritual needs. We need to take that very seriously. And knowing that each time a person comes in, that we're praying for them and we're helping them on their journey. A lot of times people can come in pretty broken. Mm-hmm. And as, especially now through this COVID time, a lot of people seem to uh, have a lot more stress, anxiety, depression. And I feel that's a big challenge that we have to overcome and allow them to quiet themselves and allow God to take over at the retreat center. I think you can't, um, sometimes I've found with a retreat and, you know, priests and bishops are required to go on a retreat. We have as bishops an eight day retreat. Most of our priests will make a five day retreat. And we were fortunate that um, we went to uh, the retreat house at Mount Angel Monastery. And that was eight days in January. And it was a a great retreat. Um, Father John um, or Father uh, uh, Richard um, Buzda from uh, Omaha, from the IPF, the Program for Priestly Formation, directed the Bishop's Retreat, which was um, a silent retreat um, after having uh, conferences. But um, for our our people to understand that um, somehow uh, we don't often realize spiritually how uh, needy we are until we make that effort. And remember, uh, to our listening audience, uh, it's so important that um, uh, we 
allow God to enter our lives, but he speaks loudest in the silence of our hearts. And that's a, a lesson from the Trappists, one of our great religious orders, uh, a monastic life. As I mentioned at the beginning of the show, um, August 1st, Sunday, I will celebrate Mass at Immaculate Heart at 11 a.m. There will be a reception to follow. It's to uh, commemorate the opening, once again, of Immaculate Heart. And uh, anyone is invited to attend, but you're asked to call or visit the website and let the retreat house know that you're coming. And uh, there'll be an opportunity, um, little little uh, uh, socialization afterwards, right. but a time for us to uh, to pray for Deacon John and his staff and benefactors and this great gift of retreat ministry uh, at Immaculate Heart here in Eastern Washington. So Deacon John, thank you so much for your work, both as retreat director and also as a deacon. And uh, please uh, know of our prayers. And I ask our listening audience not only for your prayers, but to be generous. Uh, and if you haven't had a chance to, to make a retreat at Immaculate Heart, please do so. And uh, you will find that it is the gift of God's grace that strengthens us to be ever more faithful disciples. God bless. Thank you, Bishop. Walking in Faith with Bishop Daly is a production of the Catholic Diocese of Spokane. Walking in Faith is produced and edited by Mitchell Palmquist. It can be heard on Sacred Heart Radio, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and many other podcasting apps.